Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network in association with Mother She Wrote Media. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnson in D.C. Today, my returning guest is Cliff Schechter. I love talking to Cliff. We have a lot to talk about, but before we get into it, the Start Me Up podcast is independent, listener-funded, and woman-run. Visit patreon.com slash startmeup to see the variety of tiers offered, including the option to get two bonus What's Up episodes per week. Kind of like my online journal where I get a little more personal and talk about whatever is on my mind. There's also an ad-free tier with a much shorter intro. Just visit patreon.com dot com slash start me up now please enjoy my conversation with cliff Schechter. welcome back to the show cliff well thank you kimberly it's <laughs> always my pleasure to be here it's always a pleasure to talk to you because you're a talker like me i love the talk it's so funny because i i probably have said this before but bob and i love you because you can talk and it's like whenever whenever you're on bob's show he's like yeah cliff was on i just said hi cliff Bye, Cliff. <laughs> He's like, that's my favorite sure kind that's of show. A by the <laughs> no, way. it is. It's totally a compliment. It's totally. It's, well, I mean, oh my God, I have my patrons only show, and I just do that by myself. And most of the time, I don't know what I'm going to say, and then I just, I'll like, I, I'll start off by going, I don't know what I'm going to talk about, and then like 40 minutes later, <laughs> I'm just like, okay, I, I need to shut up now. <laughs> but it's a trouble I have, you know. Like I do this stuff on my YouTube channel, and I do some of these things that are that are supposed to be either shorts, right, which is their way of competing with TikTok, right? Yeah, they're like a minute or less, or yeah. or, or these sort of three to kind of six or seven minute commentaries. Yeah, and then I turn around at some point, I'm like, holy crap, it's been 10 minutes. <laughs> because I just start going and I find all these little asides yeah. and I make nasty jokes about them. And like, I can't help myself. Like, <clears throat> it's an affliction of some sort, I think. Well, <laughs> speaking of YouTube shorts, I am going to play one of your shorts. It's about Santos. So uh, we're going to take a quick listen and we'll be back after it's finished. Folks, what's the one sneaky, dangerous reason that George Santos went AWOL in his committees? The lying, humunculus taint is staying in Congress. He's just leaving his committees. Why do you think he'd do that? Because he needs to be in Congress, because he's still Kevin McCarthy's blood bag. Kevin McCarthy owns him. Kevin McCarthy needs his vote. And George Santos needs to be there so that he can make his large donors, who just happen to be related to Russian oligarchs, happy. The same people that gave money to Donald Trump and Tulsi Gabbard and others who, let's just say, love Russian talking points. What is the reason why he'd leave his committees? Less press scrutiny. In the end, he wants to be there doing the bidding of those who paid for him to be there and doing the bidding of Mr. Kevin McCarthy, weaker McCarthy as I call him, but he doesn't want the press looking further into his shady connections and his life of thievery. Okay, so I want I want you to talk a little bit more about him, but then I have a theory and it's not really a theory, but I have something to say about him, but I just want you to kind of go off on him a little bit more. Going off on George Santos is, is, is certainly no challenge. <clears throat> it, it's, it's a little more finding material that hasn't been mined yet. Because yeah. Like, well, I mean, you know, what will come out? I mean, speaking of mining, who knows? I'm sure he owned a, owned some mines somewhere that collapsed <laughs> on people and killed them, and we'll find out about that. Like, I mean, it's like some new crazy thing every day, and it's always like the most outlandish. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> is there is there anything wrong with being a drag queen? No, actually, no. it's awesome. Yeah, um, and I fully support anyone being a drag queen. But the fact that this guy, like, it's just so outlandish mm-hmm. that this guy who's you know who is this sort of anti-trans, anti-gay, like, but he is gay. Mm-hmm. But he's and he's saying stuff about Hitler, but he's Jewish, mm-hmm. you know. And like, uh, there's, there's just nothing about him that 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 
is is real at all. I, I I think every time a new crazy Republican comes out, we've reached sort of peak, like it's all performance and mm-hmm. no, there's no substance that matters anymore. And then they find something that's like they had Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene who are almost a like a, almost worse than Donald Trump. And then this guy comes along. <laughs> <clears throat> but I do I will say the thing that I find that's really important about this. <clears throat> excuse me, which I said in there and I've said in numerous of the YouTubes because I've done a whole bunch of them on Santos. My big problem right now is kind of like what most American media is not talking about, mm-hmm. which is the fact that this guy was, you know, besides the petty theft that he's engaged in his, his entire life, mm-hmm. the rank dishonesty about the, everything from, you know, his name to, to where he went to school, to where he worked and, and to where he lived and, and everything else. <clears throat> is the fact that in 2020 he was a, you know, a telemarketing job and he's making 50 grand a year. Cool, fine, um, but didn't have any money during, yeah. and and ran for Congress and lost. And, you know, had no money, and magically, in 2022, he's worth a couple million dollars. Mm-hmm. And he, we, we, you know, and it's being investigated right now. They, they just announced the Justice Department has taken this over from from the FEC, so maybe it'll uh, it'll get somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but anybody who wants to put sort of who can put dots together it's the simplest thing in the world i mean like there's there there have been these pieces done that have looked at these russian oligarchs and that it almost feels like the the show the americans i don't know if you ever watched that Mm -mm. no i haven't a bunch of these guys came over here young russians like right after the soviet (laughs) union fell these guys were grabbing hello yeah no i can hear you I can oh, hear. okay. I thought you were saying you couldn't hear me. Um, sorry about that. Mm-hmm. And these, there's a few of them, and they became Russian Americans, right? And their cousins, their relatives, somehow close friends with Russian oligarchs mm-hmm. who have access to billions. And in this case, it's a guy named Andrew Intrader, who is a Russian, who's a money manager, Russian American, so he can make donations. But of course, his cousin, whose money he manages, is Victor Vekelsberg, who's been sanctioned, mm-hmm. and. Um, did a lot of it was an aluminum magnate alongside Oleg Deripaska, the mm-hmm. guy who we, was just back in the news again, the one that paid off Manafort, yes. and was paying off Charles McGonagall, the one who was at the FBI, who was in, yes. supposed to be investigating Deripaska and the Russians. Turns out he's being paid off, and may have played a role in leaking that stuff so that Comey had to make the speech mm-hmm. about Hillary Clinton. In other words, undermined our election, forget undermined our election, stole our election from us and gave it to Donald Trump. And I mention all this because Santos is this guy who's got nothing, and then suddenly he's got Mm -hmm. millions, and nobody knows where it came from. Mm -hmm. But Andrew Intrader, this this wealthy money manager of a billionaire, cousin of a billionaire oligarch, just decides to go into business with this loser George Santos who's been a petty criminal all his life. Why? Right, uh-huh. he did. He decides to give him. They've traced already. I'm sure they'll trace more. Sixty thousand dollars in various campaign contributions, either directly or through like super packs and packs. But he decides to give it to this guy. Why? And this guy comes out immediately, and he, I think he referred to the Ukrainians at some point as like animals. And wow. came out of, something horrible like that was yeah. very pro-Russia, anti-Ukraine. Why? Mm-hmm. And this is the this is what gets me. How is it that we've lived through the last six, seven years of Trump and Russia and you know Dana Rohrbacher and Kevin McCarthy making that infamous comment that he thought was was not being taped to, to Paul Ryan, who was then the Speaker of the House, saying, "I think the Russians own two people, 
swear to God, those were his exact words, mm-hmm. Donald Trump and Dina Rohrabacher. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've seen the, there was a huge Dallas Morning News piece which named yes. Becklesburg and Intrader and Deripaska and had this whole kind of like map of all these folks. And, you know, it showed all the different ways that, that they had, there were certain Russian-American relatives and friends of Russian oligarchs that were getting money into our system. They give money to Mitch McConnell's super PACs. They give money to mm-hmm. Lindsey Graham's. You know, I mean, the list goes on and on. Marco Rubio's. And you're just like, how after you see all this, how after you see, like, what happened with Trump, how after you see what just happened with McGonagall and the, and the FBI, they've infiltrated and subverted us at the highest mm-hmm. levels how like why is it not flashing yeah. you know exactly. red lights to everybody yeah. that george santos was was in business with these guys and magically came upon a whole bunch of money when we all know that they gave him other money right and then everybody doesn't have an exact idea of who santos is why he's there and who he's actually mm-hmm. representing mm-hmm. yeah Totally. I mean, I think that that's very clear to me. And, you know, what I want to add to this is I there's something that I noticed about him. And it started from, you know, I noticed it, especially when we were having the 5000 votes to see if McCarthy was going to be speaker. And it was George Santos did not look happy. Now, I say this because you take a look at somebody like Marjorie Taylor Greene or Matt Gates or some of these people who are fucking lunatics, but they are happy to be in the position they're in. They're smiling or they're yelling or they're, you know, he's Gates is always smirking. And I have a theory about George Santos because I believe everything you said is, is, you know, what's happening. I think he is being blackmailed. Um, and he's and owned by them. Yep. He's owned. And now it was interesting because last night CNN, or there was a tape that, or a, a video that came out yesterday that I saw CNN's Andrew Kaczynski, Kaczynski told mm-hmm. Anderson Cooper that prior to 2019, and I believe it was around January 2019, all the stuff on social media, Santos was just like, uh, he loved Lady Gaga, um, nothing political. Then he, sh- he shot off a few political tweets like screaming at AOC, didn't get any traction. Then he found the walkaway movement and, you know, for the walking away from Democrats. He found a voice in the MAGA and walkaway movement and specifically walkaway because um, I can't remember that guy's Brandon Strzok. Str- I can't remember his yeah, last name. Straka, I think. I think. Yeah. And he's yeah. I believe he's gay. And then so like the idea with walkaways, they, they wanted people who are diverse and who had voted right, for gay, Democrats. Black, women, Jews. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, so they wanted said, that, yeah. and then they're walking right. away from the Democratic Party. So that's where Santos found a voice and started making inroads with, the, with you know, MAGAs and Republicans. And then obviously everything that you just laid out played out. And I think that he, you know, the guy... Now, I just want to say, before I go into this... I believe Santos is a criminal. I believe he's a pathological liar. He does not belong in government. He sounds like a criminal. Um, for there's so many different things we've heard that you know, if it's not absolute yet, but yeah, I mean, like he took money from a veteran. Uh, for that's right, he stole money from a veteran's dog. His dog was cancer, dying, and then he, he died. A fake GoFundMe, right? Yeah, there's all this shit. So, so we know that he's his roommates. He's stolen jewelry yeah. from him and other things, and then gone and pawned them right. for money. I mean. So I think I think my personal thing about him is I mean, he does not deserve to be in Congress, and if he's broken the law, he deserves to experience whatever is you know comes his way. But 
That said, there is a part of me, take away all the pol- politics, take away the criminal, and just look at the human being. And I'm, I'm kind of guessing that I think he's mentally disturbed. And I don't, I, do I don't say that lightly. It's the, the pathological lies and all, and the, his behavior. Something is wrong with him. I don't know well, exactly the, the, what it is. The clearest thing, I don't mean to interrupt, but like, I, like just to throw this out there, he went to like a well-known Republican treasurer, right? Uh-huh. And, and you probably know this, and maybe people listening do, and to do too, and asked him to to be the, his treasurer and help him file his FEC report. The mm-hmm. guy said no. <laughs> yeah. And then he forged the guy's signature and filed them under his, the, uh, this guy's name anyhow to the point where this guy's hired lawyers mm-hmm. and is now considering what his legal options are. You have to be pathological. Yes, to do that. I mean something is you, clearly I mean, how wrong. How could you do that and not think it would be discovered? Yeah, like you either are the stupidest person alive. Even that just can't describe it. These things are public. Mm-hmm. He knows they're public. Mm-hmm. Like it was going to come out, and he did it anyhow. And he did it I, anyhow. I, but see, this is the thing: is I think they target and take advantage of people who are mentally disturbed. So do I. Because That's they, it. That's they, it. Because so is Donald Trump. Nobody yes. can look at the way Donald Trump reacts to things that normal humans, you mm-hmm. know, react to. When you see 9/11, your first reaction is, "My building's the tallest building in New York now," mm-hmm. you know. And some of the things, the 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 way he still goes on about the the, the election and still mm-hmm. attacks people so so viciously about stuff that like hasn't been in the news forever because yeah. he's got so many grievances. He's mentally ill. I mean, he's got patholo- some form of combination of pathological narcissism, sociopathy, mm-hmm. antisocial personality yeah. disorder, and God knows what else. And, like, they know – they find these guys. They know it, it's the easiest way to push their buttons because they play with their narcissism and everything else. But they also – you know, it's like a carrot and a stick. They threaten them and say, we know A, B, C, D mm-hmm. about you. And that's – I think – I think that Santos – you know, he got what he wanted. He got he moved up in in you know he wanted popularity. He wanted attention. I don't know yep. if it was because he was a Republican or anything like that. It doesn't even matter why he wanted that attention. He got the attention he was looking for, but he got it from Russians. And I think that he's not happy now in his role, and he's kind of stuck there. And that doesn't mean I'm you know in a way I feel sorry for him, but not not because I feel like oh poor George Santos because I think that he is something is wrong with him and now and yes he's a criminal or whatever but he's been taken advantage of and I think he's being held hostage now by the Russians and he yeah. put himself in that situation but just in a human just as a human perspective I, I, I feel like man this guy is so fucked he has fucked yeah. himself so hard and I think he kind of realizes it and he doesn't have all he can do now is play this out and he's right. got, he's got to play by those rules like this is a tough thing to talk about, right? Because being that we're not right wingers, which means, you know, vicious, compassionless yeah. assholes, yeah. Um, you know, giant piles of elephant turd um, <laughs> that that don't uh, don't think about other people, don't yeah. care about other people. We have some compassion for people, yeah. But like you do. You being one, and I'll speak for me, you know, have to decide at what place you, you draw that line. Right. Because Hitler was probably emotionally disturbed, and Idi yeah. Amin was emotionally disturbed, and yeah. Pol Pot was emotionally disturbed, and Mao, and Stalin, and the world, you know, the world's greatest, were greatest in terms of, you know, evil. Uh, people in history, if you go back, you mm-hmm. don't mass murder and rape and do the things right. that they do and did 
unless you're you unless you've got something seriously emotionally wrong with yes you. and at some point I'm sorry. It's sort of like with, with Trump, where people say he's he's emotionally disturbed. Say yes, but like there really is a point where I don't care anymore. Yeah. I draw the line when you've hurt enough people. Well, yeah, I, my compassion is gone. Yeah. They didn't do anything, and they're dead now, or they're suffering now, or whatever. And it's because of you, mm-hmm. you know. And that's where I'm with Santos. Yeah, he well, enabled, but he is he but, is another victim of right wing terrorism. Period. He just is. He and, is. You know, whether and, and yet, like, I'm just, I'm not going to, I'm going to save my compassion for the people that George Santos, by voting the way he's voting and the things he's said and done, he's hurt. Uh, totally. You know I mean? 100%. And I, and I get what you're saying. And, and when I say that I feel sorry for him, it's, again, it's not like, oh, poor. it's just in the bigger picture of all of the people who have been affected by this extremism. And it's a global thing, whether it's coming from Russia or Saudi Arabia or China or whatever, it doesn't really matter. Obviously, we know white supremacy is on the rise. Fascism is on the rise. There is a whole group of people out there who want to see democracies destroyed. George Santos is a small player in that, but he is a player because he's in the government now. And yeah, I mean, it's not like I'm saying poor baby, but it's there's there. There are so many different kinds of victims in this. What I, you know, can kind of call a terrorist attack on on world democracy. And I think he's part of it very much. I would say that that, you know, I've been looking a lot more into these things because it keeps it keeps happening. Yeah. But, you know, like because we keep seeing these examples and, and there have been so many, right? I mean, it wasn't just Trump's election that was exposed. It was the movement. I mean, we knew it at the time. It was mm-hmm. obvious. The far right nuts that were behind Brexit in the United Kingdom and they loaned money via banks to Marine Le Pen, yeah. the, the fascist in France. And like it goes on. I mean, you can get to countries, small countries, mm-hmm. Macedonia and Estonia, and they're, they're, they're fucking with their elections. Mm-hmm. Like they're out there doing this everywhere. One of the things I work a lot on and I've talked about, you know, an attempted right now genocide going on in 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 Artsakh, which is between, you know, which is an area that's between Azerbaijan and, and Armenia. You've got you've got Armenia, a democratic country, and you've got you've got you know Azerbaijan run by a, by exactly the type of Bolsonaro uh Erdogan, you know, like type fascist, just people haven't really heard of him. Aliyev is his name. If you may remember, there was a point in time Trump was going to build a Trump Tower Baku yes. in Azerbaijan yes. because, of course, Trump was friends with these guys. Well, they are carrying out what could become a genocide, and people are not talking about it enough. And not, and it's being backed by Vladimir Putin and by Erdogan in Turkey, and that is the thing these days. It's like. It's like a, you know, yeah. it's like the, the, what was it? The <laughs> Bob would know if we had Bob mm-hmm. on here right now because he's, he's an even better comic book geek than I am. <laughs> but like Hall of Justice versus like the or Hall of Doom or whatever it is. It's mm-hmm. like a Hall of Doom all over the world where there's this collection of strong men, mostly men, dictators, vicious, evil yeah. tyrants who are, you know, the, what they mostly have in common is they almost all of them are men. All of them, you know, are fascistic in their behavior, have either turned democracies into fascist-type countries or, or came to power in fascist-type countries. And they band together and protect each other and whatever because they realize that, that, that it's a, one big society where they can trade favors and as long as they're willing to, to, to overlook that one, the other fascists over there may be killing you know, people that are the same religion as them, 
You know, like as long as Erdogan in Turkey was willing to ignore that the Chinese were putting the Uyghurs in, you know, the, the, the Muslim Chinese in concentration camps, he'd be good. So what did he do? He stopped complaining about that. Yeah. And he got China's support and they, they're talking about energy issues and pipelines. I mean, the, the, this is the stuff that, that worry, I would be honest if I were to say the one thing that scares me these days. Yeah. It's that these guys, the world at this point is international. Mm-hmm. It's transnational. They're, they're the banking system in many places because people, as the Swiss and the, you know, in Luxembourg and in the Caymans and, in, you know, all these spots, they make money over keeping by keeping their banking systems opaque so mm-hmm. dictators and drug lords can put their money there. It's so easy to transfer large sums of money to people. You find a guy who's making $50,000 as a telemarketer. You don't have to give him that much money, and you're worth billions. Yeah. Give him a couple million dollars; he's yeah. bought off, right? And that's nothing to you. You find yeah. that in your sofa cushions if you're right. these guys, because they've robbed their states of so much, mm-hmm. and they're worth so much money. It's so easy to hide that money and launder it through places, and then and buy these people. And we've, they've just done it to like the top, you know, guy, Trump, Russia yeah. investigator, and the FBI. We've seen it. They've done it with other, you know, former president of the United States. I mean, yeah. like, who have they? Not? I mean, anytime at this point in time when it's and somebody with a, a large microphone, because these guys go after culture, they go after whatever, whether it's politics, whether it's even somebody starts doing something weird in entertainment, in mm-hmm. journalism, in academia. You know, it suddenly starts becoming massively pro-Putin or pro-right, you know, far right or even crazy Jill Stein left, you know, or whatever, this is what they do. And it's worrisome because I don't know how the hell you fully combat it, to be honest with you. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we will be back after this message. Hey, this is Kimberly. If you're not already my patron, just visit patreon.com slash startmeup. You can take a look at all the tiers and decide how you want to support the show. Thank you so much. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults, with a zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute, and available reclining lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Okay, we're back. Um, okay, I'm gonna switch the subject now because I want to see. Let's talk about something nicer and happier. Well, it's not necessarily nicer and happier, no. but um, Nikki Haley has is I guess has she announced it yet, or or is it that we know she's gonna announce it? Uh, I don't think she's officially announced. She's just um, she's she's uh, she's leaked. That, she's leaked uh, that it's that gonna she's happen. Going to run, and I find it absolutely. Hilarious. I know. Okay, so let me ask you this because this is my thought on it. Like, there is no way in hell the Republican Party is going to nominate a woman. I don't care. Now, I heard, I heard Bob. He is doing his show in the other room. So before I started this show, I could hear him talking to uh, the Goth Ninjas, David and Jody, and basically he was making the point that the Republicans can say. Or, or the Republicans are looking at the Democratic Party and seeing how women showed up to vote for choice and all this stuff, and then they want to be like, hey, we got a woman. Now, I could see Nikki Haley maybe being chosen, or a woman, being chosen as a VP, but the fact, I just do not see the Republican Party putting up a woman. And my, my question to you is, do you think they would ever put up a woman, and then do you think that if they did, do you think that it would freak the base out? 
Um, I think they would put up a woman if it were if they were desperate. Mm-hmm. I think that, that that putting up a woman, putting up a minority of any kind, is like, like a Sarah last Palin. Yeah, <laughs> like like a classic example is Herschel Walker. Yes, Georgia, right. Like now, I get it that that wasn't for president. And right, president's another step, and. and and them being able to picture somebody with dark skin walking out and being mm-hmm. president every day. I mean, it freaked them the fuck out when yeah. it was Obama, even if it's somebody with their ridiculous retrograde views. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they could do it. I think they, they, I think that though, if the alternative is a Democrat, they can, you know, they get themselves to do it, but maybe enough, a few percent would peel off and wouldn't vote because they couldn't bring themselves to. Certainly I'd have to believe that the, the active clan members would have trouble with it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I mean, Nikki Haley won't make it for a whole host of reasons. Mm-hmm. Like they're not, I mean, you know, she, she took down the Confederate flag, which mm-hmm. was one of the few good things she did mm-hmm. in South Carolina. Yeah. She's a woman. She is Indian. Yeah. She is. I mean, if she like, like when you add up all that stuff, the fact that she thinks in this current party that she's going to be able to make it is <laughs> is laughable. <laughs> she has no profile. She doesn't have the ability to get the donors behind her to raise that money because all a lot of the donors are, are racist and sexist themselves. And even if they're not, they're going to be asking themselves questions like what we're talking about in this mm-hmm. show. Does she have any chance? And will mm-hmm. the Republicans get behind her? Like I just. You know, good for her. She'll raise her name recognition, and and and, and her uh, and what she'll what she'll accomplish is is that her her uh, her fee for her inevitably stupid stupid exactly you know from cover to cover <laughs> unbelievably dumbass fucking book she writes uh-huh. that really should be a crayon book. Right. Um, we'll end up you know we'll, we'll get she'll get a higher fee for that, mm-hmm. and then right to the right wing gravy circuit Fox News contributorship, mm-hmm. and she'll go to conferences. Uh, you know where. Where mm-hmm. there are people that you used to only find in insane asylums, who are given large roles to get up and speak about Jewish lasers and George Soros sending caravans across the border, and I don't know, like you know, somebody's listening to you through your mashed potatoes, and like <laughs> she'll go to those things and get paid hundred thousand yeah. dollar fees to get up and speak, and maybe that's what this is all about. Yeah, you know. Well, you know, th- this is interesting. I because because I agree with you, and I think that's what this is about. But now this is interesting, and I want to run by, I want to say a couple things first. I was watching last night, uh, maybe it was Joy Reid, I don't know if it was Chris Hayes or Joy Reid, but they were talking about how Trump is collecting opposition research on DeSantos specifically when he was pro-vax, which was when Trump was pro-vax, right? Because Operation Warp Speed is what got us this vaccine as quickly as it did, and then there's pictures of DeSantis, um, you know, standing over people getting vaccinated, and so he was... He, he advocated for people in Florida to get vaccinated when it was politically adv- advantageous. And I can't speak. Sort of like <laughs> Romney care. Yes, Romney yes. Romney ran for president and had to yeah. pretend that he had nothing to do with Romney care. Right. Well, but what because, it, it because was he's like, I, I wanted to actually give people health care. And that's now a bad thing. About the party. Exactly. 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 <laughs> so he has to run against what he but it was politically advantageous for him to go along with that vaccine when Trump when it was Operation Warp Speed and Trump was getting yep. the vaccine. And then now that MAGA is so anti-vax and Trump is going along with that, Trump is, you know, getting. Re- so, OK, my question here is, first of all. There was, I don't know, it was a Huffington Post article that came out maybe at the beginning of the year that said Trump, I don't know, he, he hinted 
that he would run third party if he doesn't get the nomination. So that would be awesome. But that you know, whoever it was I was listening to last night also mentioned you know two years before 2016, everybody thought Scott Walker governor was going to be the nominee, and then he just fizzled out. So now, right now, we're two years out, and DeSantis looks like he's going to be the nominee, but, you know, he is kind of, he just doesn't have that presence. And somebody had pointed out, I don't remember anybody who was talking, I was making dinner, but I heard it all, and his whole thing... His whole thing. You were smart to make dinner and not actually pay close attention. <laughs> well, I, I paid enough attention just not to the people who were talking, but he, you know, he had said that, um, now I forgot, what did he say? Uh, my mind is blanking, but it was, oh, I know that we just don't know that you, right now, because he's not out there uh, on the stump yet for real, we don't know what he's going to look like on the national stage. We know what he looks like on the, you know, on the Florida stage when he can create all these, you know, like that one time when he had all those cops behind him and he looks like the big strong man, he's not going to be able to do that shit. So my question to you is, do, you know, do you think, I mean, we know it's going to be a shit show, We, but do, like, how confident are you that DeSantis would be the nominee? Do you think that maybe we'll get surprised and somebody will emerge like Obama emerged? Right. So I'm going to say it right now. DeSantis is not going to be the nominee. <laughs> uh, it's more fun taking that the, the opposite view. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we've been here so many times before. Mm-hmm. Where it's two years out, and everybody you pointed out, one of them, Scott Walker. But I mean, oh my God, have there been others? Do you remember when Jeb yeah. Bush was defeated? Right, exactly. Who could beat Jeb Bush? Yeah. Except for everybody. <laughs> Every Republican up on that stage in the end could have beaten Jeb Bush. Yeah. And you just proved it again with what you were saying earlier about how the ground moves with mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. right? Like they have, they have basically trained a group of flying monkeys. Bob likes to use that phrase, so yes. I thought I would use it. Um, <laughs> You know, to to accept whatever they say verbatim, and so when it was when it was okay, and and Trump was trying to do his best to to get us vaccines, which is really one of the few decent things he did. But I would point out that Biden, when he came into mm-hmm. office, made it happen much quicker. Of course, so yes. even that Biden was better. Yes, but but you know what? Like the that was considered a positive, and now mm-hmm. it's a negative. Right. Like, what is it that that DeSantis is advocating for now that we consider not conservative enough? Maybe he will not have executed enough people with like a pencil or something. I don't, <laughs> I don't really know. But he has no charisma. No. Have you? Do you look at some of these pictures of him? He looks ridiculous. <laughs> he, he, you, I mean, do you see him with a Top Gun helmet on? Yes. I mean, it, it looked like you put like a chipmunk in one of those like. <laughs> the right stuff training simulators going back and forth at like a thousand miles per hour it's like the scene from uh from from avengers was it which one was it, it was the it was the last one it was uh end game where they take like you know ra- rocky raccoon and they put him in and thor swings him around it was like and his face is being all mushed up that's what that's what he looked like and he didn't look like tom cruise he looked like a chipmunk on a bender and and there's another picture of him when he went to like one of the floods where he's got these white booties on. Yes. Have you seen that? Yeah. Oh, and his jeans yes. are tucked into them. <laughs> it makes me cringe looking at it. And he, I mean, he looks like Little Red Riding Hood. And this is not a sexist comment or whatever before anybody says it is. It's that he looks like, he just, he looks like this wimpy dork. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I just he, he there's all this stuff out there like that. I think he gets to the national stage. I think he's going to be 
crap on remember oh remember the time also where marco rubio was going to be the savior yes and then he couldn't get up on stage yes. and talk without drinking a gallon of water like, and looking like DeSantis. a deer in the headlights Watch. they're going to gang up on DeSantis. he's going to be a dork yeah all he knows how to do is lash out like kids and people who are more vulnerable i i don't think it's him i really don't i don't think it's nikki haley and i'm not sure it's donald trump i don't think I don't we've think yet seen trump. which cockadoo ends up becoming the freaking nominee of this party yeah and i mean i don't think it's out there i don't think it's going to be donald trump only because we know they don't want it to be him and oh oh this was something interesting because you know okay is his name mckay coppins that's his name right mckay coppins I think that's his oh, name. Oh yeah, the writer. Yeah, he writes for the Atlantic, and he he yeah. did um, he did a piece the other day talking about <laughs> how all the Republicans want him dead. They're just like they wish that he would die because they don't know how to deal with him or get rid of him or replace him. And so he said, you know, it just kept coming up. It would have been one thing if I just heard it from one or two of them, but it was like a common. They're all, like, looking at their watch. Yeah, like, they're, like, waiting. How wait, long and, will it take this guy to croak? He's, like, you know, I mean, he eats That's like what that, they're like doing. A... They're waiting for him to fucking die. <laughs> oh, my God. So, um, well, so, so basically, in this, you know, th- this article, I, again, MSNBC, so McKay was on, and then I believe it was the uh, managing editor uh, for one of these magazines, for one of them, but she was saying... They got information. They did a poll with MAGA voters. So it's like basically Trump's Mm -hmm. base. And how many would stick by him if he were to run independent? And 28% said that they would. They would vote for him. Now, obviously. God bless you, Donald Trump. If you want to do the first good thing in your life, (laughs) there you go. Please. Um, Now, do do you think that, I mean, I think he would do it out of spite because he knows it means the Republicans would lose. He knows that. And the truth is, he never really cared about any no. of the stuff he claims to care about. He is a very simple man. Yeah. Um, he he likes food that would kill a billy goat, mm-hmm. and they can eat like fucking cans. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he he's a child, and he you know emotionally and in every way, and and so like the, somebody who never sort of fully grew up, he has resentments and hatreds and fits well in the Republican Party so yeah, he really is racist and he really is sexist and he really because he thinks he's better than everybody else, everything about him and all that, but the policy stuff doesn't matter, he once was in favor of universal health care, mm-hmm. you know, like he doesn't care about any of that, he was once pro-choice yeah. he once believed in gun control Right. he doesn't care about any of that stuff No. Um, he, he only cares so, about like himself and vengeance and getting no. his way Correct. So if he thinks by running independently, the truth of the matter is, and if you're listening, Donald, you <laughs> yeah, know, I'm sure he I is. Know you like attention. <laughs> um, he will get a lot more attention if he runs as an independent for the obvious reason. Yeah. Right. Oh and, my and god. The, the, the media will love that narrative. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Anytime there can be conflict and fights and this and backstabbing, I mean, my god, they will yeah. be in heaven. So, <laughs> he, you know, like uh, I. I I think that absolutely he would do it if he didn't get the nomination. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not saying he definitely will, but I think uh, there's a very good chance he will simply because it's the grift. Yeah. I mean, it's always the grift. I mean, as an independent, the Republican, I mean, can you, I can write the emails for him right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. I'm not a right-wing asset, <laughs> you know? Like, like, the Republican Party abandoned me. Look at all the great things yes. I did for our wonderful, capital W, by the way, wonderful country. 
<laughs> a capital C. You know, I did. I was great for America. The economy was awesome, yeah. and I, I stopped the people from coming in through the borders. That's a disaster. Now yeah. I mean, it's the easiest fucking shit in the world, and yeah. you can blame all the Republicans for all the problems, just the way he's he's done as a Republican, mm -hmm. and blamed Mitch McConnell mm -hmm. and others, and said they're just like Democrats. He can say that about the entire Republican Party if mm -hmm. he wants. Mm -hmm. Doesn't fucking matter what they do. And they'll still be scared of him mm -hmm. because the, the, the House members will still keep their mouths shut because mm -hmm. they'll still know because they're such fucking cowards and all they care about is getting reelected because they couldn't qualify for a real job. <laughs> if you've seen some of these Republicans, you know this. Um, you know, that they, they, they just want to get reelected and make an easy 200 grand a year, yep. and get a pension for life and health care for life, become a lobbyist and be well above where their station in life was meant to be. Yeah. And they can do that by getting reelected a number of times. And so if Donald Trump won't tell people to vote against them, they're just going to keep their mouths shut and look down and be perfectly fine with a Democrat winning the presidency wow. because Trump splits the vote. Well, let's so, pray. Let us pray. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I swear, I, I, it is one of those scenarios that is absolutely realistic. And, you know, I mean, 28%, it would be literally, mm -hmm. if that happened, it would be a nightmare for them. Yes, it would be. And so, yeah, they're I mean, really. We fun. would win states we haven't won mm -hmm. since like the 1930s. Yeah. You know, I mean, it would be an absolute landslide. Yeah. And they would get destroyed. It doesn't even have to be 28%, it yeah. could be 10%, and they would be fucked. Yeah, and so. so it's like I don't have this desire for Trump to uh, drop dead at this point. Um, I think he no. can. I think he can hold out at least until we win twenty twenty four, and then whatever, let nature take its course. Exactly. But you know, I mean, I, I just I'm not sitting there. You know, like he certainly, I couldn't give two shits about him in any way possible. No. but I agree with you. I like him alive. Yeah, in making noise and attacking his own party. Yeah, because he's I, actually. I yeah, he is actually the worst enemy to the Republican Party right now. So, yes. um, and he's, he's, he is more effective yeah. in undermining them because what they've allowed themselves to be exactly. Yeah. Um, then, then we can't, we could ever be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the beauty is if you're smart about it, whatever he says about them, I mean, not the racist stuff and the whatever, right. right? But, the, but whenever he is, has anything that is yeah. not racist or whatever that he says about them, like, you know, they've been terrible and spent, right. well, we just repeat his message. <laughs> exactly. Right? We just echo his message. Donald Trump's right about that. They've been terrible and spent it. I mean, it's the easiest thing to do, to do in the world. And yeah. it'll, get, it'll, it'll amplify that message a thousand times. Mm -hmm. So. Wow. Well, I just, you know, I mean, we still have a long time to go, but there's there's definitely opportunities for Democrats to make gains and for democracy to stay in place. But we all have to be aware and pay attention what's, you know, to what's going on and not get sidetracked and not, you know, allow the bullshit to get in the way. So, I, you know, hopefully, fingers crossed. But yes. I know you got to go. So I just want to say, number one, thanks for being on the show. And of course, before, of course. of course, before I let you go, you have to tell everybody where to find you. Why, yes, guys. <laughs> um, please, <laughs> please go subscribe to me at YouTube. It's just youtube.com slash C Schechter. C is in Cliff and then S C H E. I can't say it. S C H E C T E R. So youtube.com slash C Schechter and you will find me. Yeah, and, and his videos and, and enjoy. Hopefully. Yes, and his videos are awesome. And of course, I'm author Kimberly, uh, K I M B E R. Wait, 
See, I don't even know my own name. Author Kimberly, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y, but I am on Spoutable, and that's just at Kimberly Johnson. Don't forget to spell my name correctly over there. Before we go, though, I just... E-Y. E-Y. But I want to just say really quick before we go, um, Spoutable, I think it was a raging success. Uh, because it's it, so many people have signed on that it's it's working, but it's working slow. So I think it's just going to be about a week. So anyway, I just wanted so to I say I'm going to have to do it because of that, even though I'm on 47. I know we all are though. And I'm just exhausted by it. I know, but I think I think this is going to take I'm over. I'm not criticizing Spoutable at all. It's no. more the breadth of social. Because there's so much there. of it, but I do think this one's going to take over Twitter in the long run. I don't know how long it's going to take, but I think it's going to happen. So anyway, I'm yeah, grateful that would for be it. Fine by me. Yes. All right, Cliff, it was so awesome talking to you as usual. So you have a, a wonderful day. You do too. Thanks a lot, Kimberly. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.